My name is Matt Brown. I feel the need. The need for speed. For the 99th time, let's start the show. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. On this Thursday, August 26, 2021, beautiful late summer day, we are here for show number 99, the Aaron Judge Show, baby, hopefully someday, but number 99, and we are so happy we made it here, and we couldn't without you, and we have a lot of fun in store for today, but before we get into that fun, I want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Also, check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdComoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And yes, it is a beautiful day here on the Productive Conversations Podcast as we mentioned, the 99th show, and who would have thought we'd get to this point? You just keep grinding, you keep looking, you keep working your ass off, and you will get to 99 shows before you know it. And, well, we're here, and we couldn't have done it without you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world. And let's keep going with it. We got the big 100th show on Monday with a very special guest. Lots to celebrate and reflect on. But yeah, it's been quite a ride so far, and we can, are planning to continue to work hard and grow even further. So what do we have for the 99th show? We have my great friend Louie here, a friend of the show, a big supporter of it, and he is the first guest since December 2020 to be in studio. So this is an in-studio show today. Very excited. I mean, we talk about music, life, tell funny stories. We get deep into it. We get real with it. All in all, it is one great podcast, and I'm so happy that Louie came in studio to do it with me. So with that, let's rock and roll right away. Let's make podcasting history once again. Louie, it's your turn once again. Here we go. Let's get to it. Special 
today here on the Productive Conversations podcast. And why is that? It's because for the first time since December, we have an in-person guest showing that things are going back to normal for real. And I'm very honored to have my first in-studio guest in almost, what, six, seven months we have the great Louie here. Louie, what's going on, my friend Louie? Thanks for coming out here. We have some margaritas that I made myself. Cheers. Cheers, my fellas. How is that? It's good. Very good. I'm happy to be on the show. Happy to be in person. Yes, and you're back. Number two for you. Number man. two. Lou number two. All right. Lou number two. Yeah, it's exciting. We have the two uh, mics going on here. The first time you're using the new mic stands as well. I feel I feel like really professional right now. Nothing I feel but. good. <laughs> oh, man. So glad to have you, Louie. And welcome back. And here thank we you, are, thank man. Thank you. And cheers. We'll enjoy these margaritas homemade by me. I just want to let that know. Very so. delicious. Very delicious. Thank you. That was with... We had that with White Cuervo. We did... Obviously, fresh lime juice. There you go. We did um, simple syrup, and then I did an orange liqueur. So uh, it's called, what's it called? Like Corvisier. I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong. It's in that fridge right there. I just don't want to knock the yeah, camera yeah. off. Yeah, it's all good. But pretty much, that's what I did That No triple sec, but I used the orange liqueur instead. Yeah, it looks, is it a Grand Marier? No, 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 no. I actually have the word right here for you, if you don't mind. The exact word, the exact thing I use that I should know like that. But um, what is it? Da, 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 da. I use as my special ingredient instead of the triple sec. I know the anticipation is real. Um, I use Contrier. Oh, that orange bottle. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we have that in the official margarita glass too. So very good. One thing I know there's no AC here, so we needed something to freshen us up here. No, but it's good. It's comfortable. It's a cool day today. It's like the coldest day so far. I feel finally, like. I feel like lately that um, the sun's been missing, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's because of the hurricane in Florida, and we're getting the residual. I think. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know, man. What do you think? Dude, <laughs> I feel like somebody put a curse on all of us, and we've all been suffering ever since. Was it May? May was, like, freaking hot as hell. Yeah. And now it's, like, kind of cooling down. That's Connecticut, though, man. You know? What are you going to do? <laughs> man, and you have the greatest shirt ever. I just want to let you man. know for that. And what's cool, bringing the cameras out. First time I used these cameras in months. You know what's funny about this shirt is I ordered it online, and it was supposed to be... Uh, the Romeo and Juliet shirt from the movie with Leo. Oh, really? Yeah. And then when I got it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This isn't even close. <laughs> so I emailed them and uh, this is a free shirt. They gave me my money back. And I was like, all right. I mean, hey. I really wanted the shirt, though. Great free shirt, though. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't go wrong. It's China. <laughs> Chinese silk. Well, we'll definitely get a cheers with that indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Cheers. Cheers. You know what sucks? What's up? When I tried this, my friend Ryan broke my one of my tequila glasses. Oh, really? His official ones. Damn, but, dude. Yeah, he still owes me. So <laughs> I know you know where you are, Ryan. But I got some new ones. There's the Amazon box right there. Oh, nice, nice. You got, but, a, you got a bunch of glasses over here, man. Yeah. So. That's been my uh, new hobby is making drinks, like just for fun oh, on top nice. of it. Nice. You make any gin drinks lately? Ginger drinks? Gin. Gin. Uh, the, I made some Moscow mules. Not Moscow mules. Um... 
Uh, no, that's wrong. What are gin drinks? I definitely, I made it. Oh, you know what a pink lady is? Nah. No. Well, I know a pink lady from Greece, but not a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I made this pink lady drink. It's, uh, it was gin with some half and half and Geraldine, and you shake it up all together. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Let that me sound- see if I could get a quick picture of that. That sounds good. That sounds good. I think the last time I was on the show, I was in a car. It was, <laughs> it was fucking freezing outside. And I was drinking gin and soda. Hey, look how far we've come in there here, we go. by the way. This is what the pink lady looks like. Very pink. It is amazing, amazing drink. What, does, what other ones? Any gin-based ones? No, not really. I got to get more on that. Like, I want to make a gin, gin Ricky's one. Yeah. You know, uh, what, you, what know are, you should look up is a French martini. French martini. Yeah, there's a... It's like a pink, not a pink, a purple... Char Charbonny Char Char I don't forget, I forget the name, but if you look it up, they say, you know, if you take a girl out and you buy her a few of those, a few as in just two, <laughs> it gets her feeling good and wants you. I don't know. All about gin specifically, gin <laughs> gin based ones. What other gin ones do you like besides that? That's it, man. I just I try to keep it simple. No like sugar, no mm. really additives. Just um. You know, just hard liquor straight. Yeah, yeah. Like the other day, well, when my cousin was here a couple of weeks ago, we killed like two bottles of tequila, dude. And I was yeah. okay. I was okay at, at at the end of it. Only okay, huh? But I was well. I, when I say okay, like I wasn't puking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that definitely is okay. But I literally <laughs> was just taking shots, man. Like you know, a shot every twenty minutes or so, and you know, a few hours in, I'm drinking water in between. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like the way to go. Water is a secret ingredient for sure. when, you drink, when you binge drink like that. But um, yeah, like I just started it this summer. Basically, with some leftover money, I found a lot of those came from like Home Goods at Walmart. Yeah. And you should Amazon. Go, you should go to Goodwill, bro. You find some good shit at the really? Goodwill. Go to Westport. Westport Goodwill. That's actually a solid move. I could, I mean, I have plenty of glasses there, but I got every, pretty much everyone, shot glasses, margarita glasses, uh, pina colada on the rocks. You got a goblet glass? Uh, Yeah, right back there. I see it. I see it. You got everything. Exactly. So <laughs> that's just what I've been doing for fun, pretty much. If anyone cancels plans on me, if nice, I'm man. bored, I'm just trying to make a new drink. I've made a list. I've made six so far. Old Fashioned, Whiskey Sour, Pina Colada, Mojito, Margarita. Dude, Old Fashioned. Mm. That's, I used, that used to be my joint. I it, can't do whiskey anymore, though. I don't know why. Really? Huh? Yeah. Not because of the whiskey, dick. <laughs> but just because, you know, I don't know why. You miss it? Um, I mean, like, if I if I had one, I could probably just have one, and I think I probably two, yeah, no, no uh, cocktail with it, probably not, yeah, mm-hmm. and I probably need to have like a cigar with it. Fair, yeah, fair enough. You ever right. see the show Californication? No, I know it's the guy from the X Files, though, yeah, right? Dave Duchovny. Yeah. Why? So he plays a writer, and every time as a writer he finishes a book. He would do the motto, it's always weed, whiskey, and Warren Zevon. Oh, that's that's a good motto. I <laughs> After like that. he would write, he would just have those three together. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. You like Warren Zevon? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, that he was just like this folk singer back in the day. What you have a song? No. <laughs> to me, I just know of him. Like his famous well, not his, probably you know our parents' generations know him, but uh. like 
the most memorable thing I remember from him, so he sadly passed away from cancer. Okay. And he went on David Letterman, obviously big David Letterman fan. And he was like making jokes about dying and being terminal and stuff, made it awkward for him. That's the only thing I remember. Nice. Him, but he made some impact in some world. Oh, nice, nice. That's cool. But yeah, I love the whiskey drinks. The whiskey sours is probably my go-to. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you know, actually making them, not the actual like mix and stuff, like yeah. make it from scratch. You know, dude, when I was in my early 20s, I went to bartending school in New York City. Really? I did, yeah. And I like bartended for like two weeks at this hole in the wall in New York. Mm-hmm. And it just, I was with my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time. Yep. And it's just like, you know, that shit wasn't going to work out, man. Really? It was either like pick the girl or pick like bartending career. And I was like, ah, this shit ain't like. I think you made the right decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it would have been cool to be like New York and, you know, but I don't know. This life is all about decisions and, you know, right. and look at us now. We got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. Making big moves. Do you feel like uh, you will, could you whip something up now if you took the time or? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah, a couple yeah. from here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know a thing or two, but now I, I just focus uh, now on more like sugarless drinks. Yeah. Just kind of like uh, natural, like I'll, I'll add like pineapple juice pineapple juice is so good it is. and like lime juice and you know just juices like that but natural juices you know yeah like a vodka cranberry well no that's that that's adding the sugar well so, but... i mean like if you get a real cranberry and squeeze that shit maybe hey yeah that's the move like that's the thing i made this from straight from actual. i made the lime juice i made yeah. from straight limes that shit makes all the difference bro yeah, yeah. right you squeeze that shit you have a juicer it's like oh man if you see right there so that's the thing i bought the bartending yep. well i have the tools i should say yep. um mixer there and then in there has my lemon squeezer and then i made this did that right before you pulled up and, i like i like and uh, yeah like i said we're making it official official <laughs> Just don't break the glass, because I'm on uh, <laughs> another one. <laughs> what do you think was, like, the most difficult drink to make? Oh, man. You know, bef- I remember we had to do, like, 20 drinks in three minutes. Like, mixed drinks, yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, bro. I mean, the drinks with probably with the most ingredients... Actually, like a Long Island iced oh, tea. Yeah, I was about to say Long mm-hmm. Island iced tea, dude. I haven't had one of those in over a decade. You get fucked up. <laughs> they on destroyed those, dude. five different. You pretty much have the five different spirits all in there. Dude, there's another one. There's Put in a, that highball glass right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a Long Island iced tea, and then there's something else that's yeah. that's similar, but you use like Sprite instead. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Long Island is it a. You know, I, I like I said, I pretty I think, much. I think it's go- like a city too. A New York iced tea, <laughs> a Chicago one, <laughs> and they call. I forget what they call. Um, they have this drink where they take the um, like the spill mat, and you just take it and pour it into a <gasps> thing. Yeah, I forget what they call that, but it's it's a joke. But like, if you're if someone's really fucked up, I'm sure you can get someone that. to do I it. I think I saw a clip on one of the many meme pages of someone drinking that. That's the one thing. I pretty much got everything. I got a garnish thing right there. I got a garnish 
tray right there. That Damn. makes a huge difference. Damn, dude, you do um, have a garnish thing. Yeah. It's empty, but... <laughs> <laughs> I got my sugar cubes there. So up in the back, we have all the other stuff. Nice. But yeah, this is just really for fun. But the only thing is memorizing the drinks that I still have to do. Yeah. Like, I'm good with that and then speed. And who knows? We'll see what happens yeah. in a few months. But to be honest, man, like, if you go to a bar and you ask someone for, like, an old-fashioned... They're looking that shit up. They're like, oh, well, let me just, you know. They're not like, <laughs> right? yes, the old someone fa- ordered an old-fashioned, sweet, you know. That one's the easy one for me, so my dad always asked me to make him one. So you get the sugar cube, bitters, muffle that up, yep. and then you just pour down, get your orange peel in there, and then just do your whiskey, rye whiskey. Yeah. It's probably best for it. And then... You love it, and sometimes you, that's one drink you can't water down. Yeah, It for doesn't sure. uh, mess things up, but you know what's funny? So I, I like to hang out. I have, like, two of my closest friends live in Jersey City, so I go visit them. There's this place called the Ashford, so that's, like, the hangout spot right now of this time of life, mm-hmm. especially the post-pandemic. That was the very first, like, bar bar we went to, and I'll never forget. So at, right now, we, we order the vodka cranberries, and... This one place, like, insanely watered it down. Like, it was like, you know, if you get a right perfectly red vodka cranberry, you're all set. But this was, like, water with a little bit of, like, like red food coloring. Gotcha. So, obviously gross, obviously annoying. And we... it wasn't my so you know the way people do like if you're with a couple buddies I get this round you get the next round and you do it that way so it was luckily it wasn't my friends turn the round so they said hey can we like these are really watered down (laughs) give them the actual you know rocket cranberries this one's just like red as in the words from Pulp Fiction red as the devil's dick (laughs) and the person charged the drinks anyways and like what the fuck that's fucked up right dude I've been to um the first bar I went to after the pandemic was the Blue Rhino. Yeah, yeah, right in Norwalk. And, um, you know, I'm there with my sister, my wife, and we're like, I'm like, yo, man, like, the bartender's the dude from the Ginger Man, like, from a decade ago. <laughs> R.I.P. the Ginger Man yeah. out in South and Norwalk. Then I, I, like, asked him, like, yo, bro, you remember me at all? Like, I used to see you at the Ginger Man. He's like, you look familiar, dude. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, look to the corner and it's like all the people that used to work at the Ginger Man are like hanging out there. And I'm like, wow, man, shit doesn't change, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, I left the scene, but like it's still there. It's mm-hmm. still there. They all look good, too. They don't look, you know, they're all in shape, you know. They they don't look like they drunk themselves to death or, you know. You appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard lifestyle, bro, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, especially if you're like, if you like drinking. That's just addicting. You know, you hey, know what they I mean? say you can't trust a bartender that don't drink. That's right. You can't. Just like you can't ta- you can't test uh blah, blah, blah. you can't trust a tattoo artist who doesn't have tattoos. I've never seen that before. I've seen it a few times, only on TV. But <laughs> that's ironic. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know. I mean, dude, tattoos hurt, bro. So yeah, I remember we talked about that the your yeah. first appearance here. What was like the most painful tattoo? Mine was on the ribs, man. Yeah, I heard that's the one. It's not done. Oh, did you just say stop? I can't take it anymore. No, we just did. We fit. We're like uh, four to six hours in, and we just never. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) 
house. I never went back. Does it at least look like it's something, or is it like I mean, there's obviously incomplete? There's an outline, and the dress is colored. It's a pinup chick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really it. I'll try. I'll sh- I'll try to. I'll whip it out before the show's over. I don't want to mess up my setting right now. You know, <laughs> right? But and- during uh during my time off, um, you know, when I had I had uh, shoulder surgery in March, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been a rough recovery, and I gotten five tattoos since then. They're all small as fuck though. I mean, like they took like no time, but each time I got one, I'm like fuck. I'm like, I don't know how I did this shit to myself. How are you feeling right now with your soldier? If you don't mind me asking what um, happened. All right. So I think the last time we spoke, I think I got a flu shot in my arm and I was like, my shoulder feels fucking weird. A couple of weeks later, I was lifting someone up, lifting a patient up, I work in the hospital. Yep. And um, all of a sudden I just felt like the shot go down my arm and I'm like, oh my God, this isn't, I don't know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't like lift like 10 pounds up with my fucking arm <clears throat> so you know i did the whole process thing i see a orthopedist and had an mri and find out i have a slap s-l-a-p tear slap, a slap tear. tear so it's like my labrum this is like the cartilage that holds up your shoulder so i so that was like ripped so i had um three anchors placed into my shoulder and that was that was that was like my first surgery, you know, ever really, like ever, yeah. Besides my circumcision, but I was like, you know, <laughs> a few days old. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice at that time. <laughs> but um, dude, man, it was. I mean, it, it hurt before, but like after surgery, it fucking hurt, dude. Yeah. I was like on some heavy pain meds, which was awesome. <laughs> you know, I was I was like one of those people that would take it and like take a shot of tequila. I know it's not good, but I was like, fuck this, dude. I am fucking hurting. You're so like, you got to yeah, do what right. you got to do, you know? But that lasted for like a good month. And, you know, physical therapy has been good. It's just, you know, you know, I work 12-hour shifts. So like anything that I'm doing... Um, mm-hmm. you know, repetitive it fucking hurts. So it feels all right right now. It's probably because you know they just iced the shit out of it. I just came back from PT, mm-hmm. so I mean they iced the shit out of my shoulder after we did a bunch of shit. But I think physical therapy is going to be over soon. By the way, my therapist is like talking to me. Okay, but I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. But you feel like at least that you're going in the right direction, almost. Um. It's hard to say because I'm still like five, four, five, four months in. Mm-hmm. So they really say it takes like a good six to nine months to kind of feel. But then like, you know, you read these fucking, you read these blogs and people are like, you know, two years later, like it still fucking hurts. So I'm like, fuck. But these guys are like 50 years old. I'm only 33. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Well, we definitely are supporting you and get that youth going. And yeah, I used to be in and out of PT offices myself because of my knees. Um, for starting the football injury, I I got the kneecap dislocated. Oh, dang. And then it became a recurrent problem like five different times. Yeah. The most embarrassing one was playing street hockey. And someone like perfectly shot a tennis ball right out oh right out of the socket like not to gross anyone out but oh well Damn. and but and then the last time it happened hasn't happened in seven years so we're in a good spot yeah. and i feel more comfortable with it 
And every time I work out, I always, when especially specifically hitting knees, lower body, I'll put a, the brace on. But it is as strong as it can be. That's good. And But it was a trampoline park and just all the way. But I really want to one day just hop on the trampoline for, you know, like, or should I say momentum's sake, yeah. just to feel better. And... um but we'll accomplish that. I'm not going to go do flippy flips. I just need to stand on the trampoline again. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, uh, yeah, ever since, we've been we've been all right with it. But, yeah, yeah injuries bro. suck. Yeah, dude. You know, it's funny, man. Like, during my time off of work, I got another surgery in between. I got a vasectomy, bro. Really? A yeah, vasectomy? Man. For people who don't know, it's so I don't have any more kids. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was fucking scary is it as painful as they make it so like like the scientific terms do they just cut off you know they go in there and the man parts <laughs> so and so i'll tell you like a whole story so i was like in my sling and i was like it's a good opportunity to do it now you know i have good insurance i'm yeah. not i'm not at work i'm not gonna be moving around so i go to the you know see the urologist Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking. He's like, all right, sure. You know, he's like, well, you know, if you want me to do it. Oh, so I found out about this guy from my tattoo artist <laughs> that he got his done. He has like five kids. So he was like, dude, I got it done. You should do it. it insurance covers it. Blah, blah, blah. Might as well. Yeah, man. You know, so um, I see him and he's like, I can't do it till September. So I'll reach out to my colleague who apparently did his too. So That's I was like, oh, I, tr- I, tr- I trust that. You yeah. know what I mean? I trust that. If you trust him with your nuts, I'll trust him with mine. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, as I was leaving, and I was a little disappointed that I wasn't going to get it done during the time that I was off of work. Mm-hmm. But um, they called me back and uh, I knew the medical assistant. I worked with him like five years ago at an urgent care. And they're like, hey, man, I didn't know you knew this guy. So, you know, he's he, we'll, we'll, we'll set up a time. I'll come in my day off to do it for you. And I was like look at that all right man like wow i felt like that was like the most important my nuts have ever felt to me (laughs) (laughs) this is your time this is the most sensitive time i feel yeah the nuts can have yeah so i mean it was an outpatient procedure which means like you go in and you're out like in an hour okay like i walked in and i walked out and like so did you you didn't were you anesthesia nah, were you knocked bro, out i was oh, awake you watched them just no go? no no they put okay. up a screen and like a thing in front of me and you know they numb me they i felt i felt you know a little i felt tugs i felt pools and you know mm-hmm. of course your nuts like go up every time someone's like yeah yeah oh boy <laughs> you didn't see like some i didn't scary see anything. knife or anything nah, nah. did you no nah, i smelled something i smelled the the cauterizer and i'm like fuck my nuts you know but i mean it was good uh the next like you know my balls got so fucking swollen oh yeah it looked cool man i was like this is cool but you know it got it they went down and everything's back to normal. Good. Shoot is shooting good. Okay, good. And then uh, don't have to worry about anything <laughs> That's else. That's it, man. That's it. No more kids. Would you suggest to to males to do that? I mean, I would if, I mean, if you don't want kids and like, you know, some females are so weary about like birth control that shit fucks Mm -hmm. up their body bro like that's like you know what i mean so i mean if they if they don't want to be on like that and you're like for sure done yeah why not why not man you know i mean it's scary as fuck but i mean like 
get the hard part done and yeah, you enjoy the benefits for the rest of your life. That's it. There's good benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, always great medical advice here on the Productive yeah, Conversations for podcast. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> Just, just, you just got to be careful <laughs> For at real. that point. But hey, if you have a real connection with someone, something special, and if you don't want any more kids, or you've had your, you've hit your limit, you know, yeah. I, I, I probably would participate in that once the time comes. Yeah, you know, it's funny, man. I was, I was uh, talking to some of my friends, and there were some girls there, and you know, we're talking about like uh, how I got it done. I don't know how it was brought up. I didn't bring it up, but yeah. someone hey, brought it up. And then, how did that ball treatment go for you? But ball uh, surgery. this one <laughs> chick was like, I'm seeing this guy and he told me he has, he has a vasectomy. And then the next words out of her mouth was, he just probably just wants to nut in me all the time. Oh, and then I was like, <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. And you're probably letting him too, aren't you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if you, like my tattoo artist has five kids, man. My man is shooting, <laughs> shooting fire. So yeah, it's like huh? he he needed it. Is, it. You and know always what I mean? At the right exact time. Yeah, huh? yeah. It, so it's, you know, it's always funny when that you know happens to people liking each other or loving each other, and then like, you know, I, and I'm I'm not an expert in this field, but like sometimes it's all timing that has that perfectly. I assume again, I have yeah. nothing. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just hearing what I heard on yeah. well, TV shows and what I've read, but it's always funny when something like that happens, like the timing. Yeah. And then... Well, if you if you think about it, man, life. like an 80-year-old man could impregnate like a fertile woman. Yeah, right? But an 80-year-old woman cannot get pregnant from a fertile man. So it's just like, you know, we got the juice and it's if we want to cut it off, you know, cut off the juice, that is, then... <laughs> Yeah, I've heard some story. I think Mick Jagger had a kid in his 70s. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> this shit don't child. stop, bro. Um, we're, fucking, we're fucking monsters. I know, you know one one of my friends from high school, his dad was like 69 when he had him. Do you know the uh, comedian Theo Vaughn? It sounds familiar. He's like this dude from Louisiana. He's hilarious. His dad had him at 70. It's, it's, it's amazing how that works, huh? Jeez, yeah. It's wild. I'm, yeah, when he's 10 years old, his dad's in his 80s. Yeah, man, he's definitely on Viagra or something. <laughs> I hope so, you know? Otherwise, goddamn. Oh, man. <laughs> what is up with this world? <laughs> oh, man. But so, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like, the surgeries and all that, it's been good. Somewhat, you know, it's just, it's weird getting cut up, you know, like shoulder shoulder wise and yeah your body's had quite the experience in yeah, the past man. six months huh for real since the last time we spoke it's been like i think i was we're supposed to go on like yeah. earlier and i was like exactly. dude, i can't i can't even fucking drive dude you know like so but hey we're here now and you're yeah. the first this guest is good in the this new is, era of this, this is show good. i like it yeah i think the pandemic's over dude you do yeah man only only because um I mean, like, the hospital is opening up. They're allowing visitors and shit. And, you know, not that many people are dying. Mm. So, I mean... That's why we have to get vaxxed. Even in this, with the Delta variant, you hear about coming yeah, out and stuff. But I, I don't know about all, you know, the 
there's going to be so many different variants. There's going to be a Delta. There's going to be an Echo. There's It's going to go down. The, there's going to be a Foxtrot. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to no. go down the line probably. But like that's one thing, especially someone who works in the medical field as yourself. Like when they say cases going up, that doesn't necessarily mean hospitalizations are going up, right? Correct. Yeah. That just means people are testing positive. <laughs> and you don't even know if these people were positive before and then they're still testing positive. Right, right. So that's kind of like, you know doubling up your numbers exactly but again to me it's all about the deaths like i mean if there were you know let's say in connecticut if there was like you know 300 people dying every day from the new variant mm -hmm. that's like oh shit that's a problem. you know but i think it's like one if that two mm -hmm. so i mean i mean it sucks people die right. don't get me wrong but like it's not like the numbers before when it was like you know like you know hundreds of people are dying every day mm -hmm. and then the, the numbers will go up and then they go down and go up and go down but i i honestly feel you know a lot of people are vaccinated already if you're not vaccinated you probably had it and you probably have the antibodies and you're you know our bodies are amazing yeah. so i you know i'm i've been vaccinated since last year when people ask me, are you vaccinated since last year, bitch? Yeah, get, get out, out of here. <laughs> yeah, I became fully vaccinated Memorial Day weekend. Oh, nice, dude. And, nice. Uh, yeah, like I heard one story of this person who did test positive, but he made the point, yeah, it feels like a cold. I mean, it sucks. I have to be careful, but it's better than suffering in a hospital bed, hence why you have to get this vaccine. Yeah. And you know what sucks? The day I got my vaccine, I've said this before, my car broke down on the way to it. Oh, damn. Yeah. It was kind of like, don't do it. <laughs> I don't <But> know. <laughs> it's ironic because I really had to, uh, I really had to and wanted to, you know, like, before I thought about my car, I just want to get this vaccine, get this done, yeah. get this era of, of life over. Yeah. And then deal with all the car stuff. I lost, I didn't have a car for a week, but... Um, yeah, and then two months in the car had issues again. I just, I picked it up today. Oh, damn. Yeah, Hyundai's have been, uh... Hyundai? Hasn't been, at least mine hasn't been so kind. I've heard mixed reviews on the Hyundai. Gotcha, gotcha. Which, uh, which, um, brand did you get? I got, a uh, Moderna. Sweet. Me too. Yeah, Moderna boys, Moderna, right? Moderna, what, what? Yeah, I like it. Did you hear this scary update about, again, maybe this could just be media trying to get um you know clicks and views but they're saying like the johnson and johnson uh vaccine is linked to having like like this very rare neuro neurological disease again i don't know how serious that is that's just a headline yeah i feel like if it was that bad you know there'd be major recalls yeah but i mean there was a recall on johnson johnson before right so i mean like you never know i mean you know, Johnson Johnson had, what, the baby powder? And that shit was, like, giving people cancer? So, I don't know, man. I mean, like... And they own the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> the only cool about Johnson Johnson is a one-shot deal, you know. But, um, so, my the hospital I work at is actually making it mandatory for all employees. But there's about, like, 88% are vaccinated. Yeah. Which is a lot. That's exactly. a lot of people. Yeah, but only 10% are are not 12 percent are this not 80 percent so. of the your hospital or the whole country uh no the the hospital okay dude if it was 80 88 percent of the country we're fine dude we're good Definitely. to go yeah but i don't you know i don't we live in connecticut you know a lot of people are are for science and for vaccinations and you know let's just get this shit back to normal where 
you know, I don't, other states are like, fuck that, you know. I work with people that are like that. Like, I ain't putting that shit in my body. I'm like, all right, man, you know. Yeah, you do you. It's all good, you know. I'm like, if anything, it's probably good you don't get it. So you, if you do get it, at least you could, like, manipulate it in your body system and, it, you know, mm-hmm. it mutates and gets less and less and less. I don't, I don't know how shit works, though, man. I don't know. It's just so fascinating what we've gone through and... I mean, it's wild, dude. Yeah, it is fucking wild. Especially March and April 2020. That, I, I, it was like the end of the world, man. Yeah, people were outside wearing masks, and no one knew anything. That was the crazy part. And then you had like the social justice summer that followed after. I mean, 2020. It was it was brutal, dude. Was a ride. It's gonna be especially as the years go on and thinking. What was I thinking at the time? What was I going through? Uh, and now back, you could go to the bars again. You could go to sporting events. You go to concerts. Um, <laughs> it was so impossible a year yeah, from man. now. You going to any concerts? You got anything lined up? Not yet, but I really, really want to. I've gone to a couple baseball games, but no concerts yet. Um, what about you? I have nothing lined up, man, but... Um in Bridgeport, the new Harbor Yard. Yeah, that little that spider, looks, spider looks, looking thing over looks, there. It looks good, dude. Yo, I know we should go to a show, dude. I'll be down, man. Yeah, any type of show too. I'll be down. I had a buddy of mine who saw Sublime with Rome, and he took shrooms, dude, and he was like bugging out, but he was a good time. Where was this at? Uh, this is somewhere in New York. Okay. This is like way. We were in our twenties, dude. It was a long time ago. But my friend also went with him, didn't take as much, and was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, you know? But, <laughs> but I want to go to a show, man. I love live music. Especially now, because everyone's fiending to go on tour right now. Like, everybody. Dude, like- um, what's that dude's name? Bad Bunny? Mm-hmm. Dude, what the fuck? I love His- Bad Bunny. You do? Yeah, you don't like him? I mean, like... He sound like oh, da, da, da. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not it's not my jam. But I just heard his tickets were like insane. Yeah, like, yeah, like they're starting. He has a show in Bridgeport, the Barclays Center, yeah. three hundred starting. Oh my god, <laughs> that better come with a few drinks or something, literally, bro. right? Like, come on, you, Oh my god, three hundred. The one that get the, the fuck out of here. That's like seeing Elvis. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no way. <laughs> the the one show that I really hope to see is uh put in the back of my head and maybe you're interested to see Rage Against the Machine and uh, Run the Jewels Master's Square Garden August 2022 2022 wow I I don't know the second band but I love Rage dude oh I love Rage Against the Machine you know what's funny about them is uh, back in the 90s when they first came out they weren't popular at all dude yeah that's what's it's it's tough they were not popular at all and then uh um, they were ahead of their time with their music especially the social justice like they stuff were, they were um rapping about and stuff zach de la roca is one of the best live people like yeah. i've seen on you know videos and stuff you know what i think it was too i think uh you know i mean they had like the whole um uh what's that what's the like not that they had a cypress hill vibe but like you know the whole rap rock thing mm-hmm. It wasn't in when they came out. Exactly. And, you know, they're talking about injustice to a bunch of white kids <laughs> who, like, have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if if they came out now, especially last summer, they'd be a, they'd be a top ten artist. Dude, for real, man. I mean, like, they're... I'm sure they're doing well now, though. Yeah, you know I mean, they I mean? got four shows in Madison Square Garden yeah. next oh, August, so... Yeah, they're, they're doing well. They're doing good. But, yeah, man, I will... I, the last thing I saw live... 
was Sunday. I went to my parents' house, and our their next-door neighbor had a 60th birthday. He's Mexican. And there's mariachis there, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, they sounded good. They Yo, sounded what really a good. great sight to see. I love mariachis. I love the suit, man. I love the suit. Never gets old or out of style. Dude, man, it's so good. I used to play trumpet. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, man. I haven't touched it in like eight years, but I'm like... I'm sure you could blow that shit. <laughs> yeah, you actually spit it. You spit it to the mouthpiece, oh, really? actually. Isn't there like a thing that you could like let the spit out? Like a little... Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's gross, but you yeah. could pull it. I forgot what the thing's called, but pretty much you pull it out. You yeah. blow into it. You get it out because... That's cool. It is saliva that, that just uh, blows in there. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of gross things on the... Yeah. Grotesque. That's the word to use. You know, when I, um, when I wanted to get married... I either wanted to wear a leather jacket or a mariachi <laughs> suit. Hey, you want my support I, with that. Well, I, I did the leather jacket, though. Like, my, my legit wedding picture is on a leather jacket. But, yeah, you should um should really think about that with the uh, Rage Against the Machine, Run the Jewels. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a whole, cool. like, whole year to, to save up. And for sure. Um, how much is this shit, man? Is it, like, 300 bucks? Do you want me to look right now? Sure. A year in advance? Because, God damn, dude. 300 bucks you fucking wilding out that's a lot of money man and you could just feel the rage and power like all (laughs) that's true okay so there's august 8th 9th 11th and 12th i'm looking here straight from let me see if i can get it straight from the site with before you hit the second market they call the public announcement tour Yeah, this was show. The show was for August 2020, so this is two years in the making. Jesus Christ. Okay, so right here, straight from Ticketmaster, they're starting at 125. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. I mean, at least you're paying to see people play instruments and not just like oh la la la. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Powerful. That's what you love about live music, especially yeah, rock for music. For real. You actually see a legit instrumentation. But yeah, this is something worth considering, man. Are you uh, you a fan of Mac Miller? Yeah, I like Mac Miller. Rest so, in peace. Um, I was at I was at my in laws' pool, and we just played this random playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. and we heard this song came on called "The Spins," and it's yeah. from it's from his first album in 2010. I would play it right now, but we could knocked off youtube it's all the good copyright it's is, all good the copyright laws Pe- suck. people check it out because it's actually like my sister-in-law is a big fan of mac miller and was very upset when he passed and all this stuff i couldn't even bring it up she's like she was gonna cry but i told her i was like you know i heard this song from him and she has she didn't hear it she never heard of it but i've been listening i've been trying to expand my horizon with him because i like that song a lot I listened to it like four times on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great? Um, um, Mac Miller's what's that? That NPR did the concerts from the uh, like the library. Uh huh. What is it called? They're very popular. They just it's like this version, this like generation's MTV unplugged. Uh huh. What's it called? It's real. It's like um, like one of his like world renowned concerts. Oh really? Tiny desk concerts is what they call them. Huh. I never heard of those, dude. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. You, you'd especially like it. They have like, I'm just looking at the YouTube right now. I can't wait when this podcast blows up, when we can have the screen right here, like yeah. Rogan does, and I can just show everyone. So, um, if you want, dude, I have a, uh, I got a TV. If you want it, I'll give it to you. Really? It's a 42 inch flat screen TV. You don't want, you don't want or need it. 
I mean, if you want to throw me like 10 bucks for it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could definitely talk about it. Because you could probably like just hook it up to your computer and it'll be right there. Yeah. And it'll be, it's a 42 inch. It's fucking huge. Exactly. Wow. I'll, we'll, I'll, yeah, we'll be, I'll talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, for real. After, I'll but, drop yeah. it off. It's all good. This is uh, 65 million views, August 2018. And yeah, just 15 minute concerts of him doing a. Unplugged versions of his song. Wow. He did Small Worlds, What's the Use with Thundercat, 2009. Like, here, like some of the others, like Anderson Pock has done it. Uh huh. Uh, Lizzo. That's pretty cool. Uh, this new generation, Tyler, man. The, Tyler the Creator, T Pain. I never heard of any of Tyler the Creator's songs. I, I, I'm going to check them out, though, eventually. I'm still working on the Mac Miller. Mm. so me going through the mac miller stuff there is nothing that sounds like the song that i like from and then i'm just like damn i thought some of his stuff would sound like this song because the song sounds like there's a keyboard there's a guitar there's drums there's some singing in it it sounds fucking cheery as fuck so there's legit again instrumentation here yeah yeah not off the computer and it's just like the way he rolls off it it's not depressing it's really happy He's obviously fucked up in it, but it's a good song. I dig it. I dig it a lot. I dig it enough to where I'm talking about it. Right. The Spins, 2010, 11 years ago. Don't miss it, everybody. Don't check it out. And has there been any artists that people told you, I'm going to put you onto this, nah, this person's going to suck, or this group, but it wound up like, you really liked it. Was there any groups like that for you? Yeah, you mind if I look it up? Definitely. There's. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't mind. I should say. One of this nurse, one of the nurses I work with, told me um, about this this band. Let me just look them up. I think they're called like Coyote something. Coyote. Bear with me. I think I. I think they're from like Britain or something, bro. Yo, the British really do for years have always given us great music, huh? The the crazy thing is that the Brits they take stuff from us and then we're like, Oh, you know. <laughs> like look at the Beatles, man. Yeah. All the Beatles idols were um blues artists. Yeah, from the from the States. Like you know Muddy Waters? Yeah, dude. He was a major. I think his song Rolling Stone was inspired the Rolling Stones to name after. Oh really? Yeah. I actually was. Uh, it's it's weird, dude. I, I'm not gonna be able to find this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they spell coyote differently. Is it with like a K? I don't know, man. I thought I let me see if I liked one of their songs. Nah, I ain't gonna fucking find it. I'll wax the nurse and. But it's it's um it the music that she that the band that she told me about they're from Britain I believe they're from Britain, and they have like an Erica Badu type of vibe, okay. which is very like you know soul and like I don't know it's good I dig it a lot it's something you could really drink wine to, oh, okay. that's in my opinion that's the vibe I get wine maybe have a smoke I don't know enjoy yourself yeah, yeah. be happy have a candle in the background maybe mm-hmm. you know getting warmed up some love making possibly nothing but let's hope <laughs> <laughs> yo I want to ask you something Louis up, dude? when it comes to, you know since the last time we talked in our home state of Connecticut yeah they legalized weed, weed. yeah how about it who would have thought did you think the day would have ever came that the 
state of Connecticut, and also, I mean, all the surrounding states. You have New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. These places legalize cannabis for good, a recreational use. And by this time next year, you'll even have dispensaries. What do you think about this, man? I mean, like, I think it's awesome. I mean, if if you put things in the context... Like, do people really think everyone's going to be high as fuck all the time? No. Exactly. You know, like, think about prohibition. Well, prohibition, I guess people were fucked up for like a good month after they, you know, allowed everything open. But, I mean, if you look at drinking versus smoking, we're talking about two different elements here. Yeah, and two so many different people, ways to treat, treat yeah, your body, too. Like, you could, you could smoke a pound of weed... You probably fall asleep, but if you drink a fucking gallon of liquor, it's either you're gonna die or kill someone. Yeah, you know, or you really have a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good. I mean, like, um, I mean, we talk from the politics standpoint. They're gonna tax the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. So that means they could put all that tax money into schools. They could put it into the fucking roads. They could yeah. put it into anything, anything that needs it. You know, so I think that right there is a huge benefit. I don't know if you remember, but I think they were going to do tolls in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. So, like, hey, man, that should be off the fucking table if this yeah, is legal. We're not now. Jersey. Yeah, you know, like let it go. Um, so, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be a whole different environment about, you know, like let's take for instance, you know, my my generation of people of potheads and you have to do it undercover you know you have to you know you're smoking and right you know you're got to be undercover about it where now it's like you know what about these kids who are 18 it's 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 just going to be like it's going to be like whatever it's like oh yeah you know like it's just it's going to be it's going to be a whole different vibe of it where it's not going to be like how it used to be yeah, and you also also all the incarcerations that can be reversed now from this and uh, fixing those injustices. It's a big deal, and yeah. it's like a, the, the hundreds of millions of times, like throughout the the decades of my love for cannabis and stuff, that can finally change, and yeah. you can now see that it's not as bad. It never was as bad as they made it to be. Such a, I think it was back in the '30s where they outlawed it. They made it seem like it was, you know, heroin or was the worst yeah. thing in the world. But no, I mean, the medical benefits, um, it helps both mentally and physically, yeah. the, the stuff and enjoyment. And of course, there's people who definitely aren't meant to be pot smokers and you definitely can abuse it as any other vice in this world. Yeah. But this was a great thing for so many different reasons. Yeah. And you can finally, you know, focus on other issues that, you know, the world of politics can harp on instead of somebody who's just trying to chill and relax, you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, the people who smoke a lot of pot, it's like, I mean, they're not hurting anybody. Literally, man, the friendly stoner. Yeah, like if anything, they'll say, hey, man, what's up? You know, you have a glass of water, some food? Nah, okay, man, that's cool. You know, it's like, you know, if you take as someone who's a raging alcoholic, it's like... It's bad. Like, they're right in the they're face, angry. they're ready to smash you, you know? You never know. You never know with, with an angry 
drunk person. I'm like, what's going on? Exactly. And I mean, if you like really black out on alcohol, I mean, it's crazy how you make so many bad decisions. You write so many yeah. stupid texts and you don't remember a thing. Nine times out of ten, you know, we, you, you know, you can have way more control off pot yeah. than anyone. And who, anyone who says they doesn't, that they just didn't smoke the pot or they're just naive. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it really baffles me when people make make shit up like that. Like, yeah. even the the scientifically, how could you do these things that you claim if you're smoking pot and you're mind altering and whatever? Like, no, that like I have a good friend. The same person who broke my glass. And he was like, weed is mind-altering. He's like, what is that? Like, if you take hallucinogens, that's mind-altering. Yeah. yeah. And then he's never had it once. Not even an edible. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, do your research. Or just take a little hit or even the smallest edible. You're just more relaxed. And, but then again, huh, you, know, you know, it may alter his mind to like... Look at things differently. Yeah, like that. the word alter but, has to be... Yeah. It's a semantics thing at that point. But I mean like... At the same time, it's, I don't think, I think if anything, you kind of look more in depth into it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you overanalyze it, get paranoid about it. Yeah, that's the one thing. No one likes and then, paranoid. Yeah, but, like, now that it's legal, what do you got to be paranoid for, you know? like Yeah, literally. <laughs> you literally, there's no reason to be scared anymore no. if you yeah. are on weed. That you're just thinking about the decisions you made in the past, yeah. the girl that you almost had, the uh, job you almost got, you're gonna you're gonna stress yourself out if you do that. Yeah. Now that it's legalized in 19 of these states of the United States, almost half. Yep. Let's now um, focus it on. They should do it federally. I, I know one of Supreme Court justices, I think Clarence Thomas, even admitted, like, yeah, this is pretty outdated. Yeah. So I actually know, I don't know if you ever heard about this dude, but um. I think they originally said, like, when it became, when they made it illegal in the 1930s, one of the s- speculations was it was making white women attracted to black men. Have you heard yeah. about that? I actually heard, I've Dude, heard something like that, in, which I, um, just shows how, you know, awful yeah, people used to I be kinda, back in the day. I kind of looked it up and was like, wow, that kind of pushed it. That kind of really pushed it. So that, that right there is like, oh my God, man. Exactly. Like, come on. But if you tell, like, if you tell a doctor that, they won't believe it. They won't research it. You know? Exactly. There's so much more research into it now. And all the money you can make up from lost in COVID, just do it for that reason, yeah. if anything. I mean, if you, even, uh, you know, what's that? Um, there was that track runner who just, like. Yeah, Shikari Richardson. Yeah. Like, who dude. Just, like, it's, it's not even. Not- if you're, if she's smoking weed, like. It's, that doesn't benefit her. Yeah, Maybe it's literally mentally, not performance enhancing. Yeah, it's like, and but then if you think about it, it's like, what if they said, well, it is kind of. It's like, well, if it is, why is it illegal? You know what I mean? Like, come on, peeps, come on. But I, know, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I know a lot of people are against it, but I always tell them, like, listen, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find a stoner who's gonna like try to rob you. You know, they may ask you for like some money or some water, some food. They may say hi. You know, you may think they're hitting on you. In reality, they're just trying to, you know, trying to be polite. I don't know. Right. So, I mean, it'll be good. It'll be good for the state. Uh, they're going to see a lot of money. And that this is all cash, bro. This ain't credit. This is cash. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they're, it's going to be a money maker. It's going to be a big money maker. The only thing that sucks is like, you know, if you look at New York, when New York legalized it, they're like, yeah, you smoke in the street. 
it's all good, but I don't think a Connecticut could do it as freely. Really? As I, I don't, I, don't, I haven't looked into it. Me neither. I know at least possession. I think it's like three. No, it's like only an ounce and a half, which is still plenty. Yeah, that's a lot of weed, bro. Yeah, like compared yeah. to New York's three ounces, that's nuts. If but. you're if you're walking with three ounces in New York. I mean, like, dude, what do you got going on? Yeah, like, dude, I want to party with like you. Six hundred dollars worth of weed, <laughs> right there. That's a lot, there. dude. That's a lot. You know, and... that's like a book bag. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's least an ounce and a half. Dispensaries by May twenty twenty two. At least that's what they said. I think I heard a rumor about in Norwalk, across from Coles, they were looking into making that a dispensary. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And. You ever or been? Utopia, especially. Wait till you told. Oh, yeah. Utopia, huh? I actually asked. Uh, you know, Stoked in uh, Bridgeport. It's like on the Bridgeport Fairfield line. I'm not familiar, but it sounds awesome. I'm uh, stoked yeah. to hear about it. Yeah, they're it's, <laughs> they're a head shop, and um, you know, they a lot of glass, a lot of okay accessories and shirts. Very hippie vibe. They have like glass blowing classes sometimes, so oh, okay. it's like a whole type of um, culture there. And I asked them, I was like, you guys going to, uh, you know, join, like jump on? And they're like, nah, it's really expensive. And, you know, even just selling, huh? yeah, they're like, it's, it's, it would cost like a hundred thousand to a million dollars. They don't, it's in that range to get like your license to like, mm. to do it. So it's like, oh, well, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I guess the more you know, like rural like Connecticut really where they can actually grow the crops. That's the great Louie, everybody. Yeah. Thank well, you I, well, so much for coming on, my friend. Really, you know, again, Thank you for starting this trend again of people yeah, coming back actually, in the I studio. Of, um, and uh, I have, like, we love you, man. That are Thank like, you so you know, much. Now that and it's you legal, stay well, like, my you know, friend. I'll and, teach you how to grow. Like I said, that's the great Louie. like it's going to be a whole thing, very very soon. Have a great night, There's going to be a line for animals. You know, get your animals a little high so they could chill the fuck out. If you have like a little, you know what I mean? It's going to be a whole thing, dude. It's going to, it's going to be nuts. Are you somebody who's more of a flower type of guy compared to like liquids and dabs or? Um, Dude, I took a, last time I took a dab, I was hanging out with all my boys, dude. Dude, I couldn't fucking talk for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really into the dabs. I couldn't and stuff. talk for an hour, dude. It's, I'm not really. Yeah, I think that's something you have to build up to. Yeah. Like you have to do it every day, and then after a month, you're kind of like there to like take it as a champ. Literally, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had my experiences. I've have and I have friends who go nothing. Who are all about the dabs yeah. instead of the flower. But I, I'm more of a fa- flower type person. Yeah, I prefer flower, that. I like flower. Flower is good. You yeah. know, it's pretty. Literally, right? Yeah. So I mean, like you know, it's the most natural way, and uh, I well, dig it. Yeah, and you know, it's gonna be. We're just gonna be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. Where will the first dispensaries be in Connecticut? There's you really can in the tri-state area. You have to go to Mass. Where if you go in Bridgeport, they have that billboard on 95 that tells you. Yep. Right uh, in Liberty. I think it's called Liberty. Yeah. Destination right above Springfield. So I actually been to Massachusetts once to a dispensary. What was it like? Uh, Life changing. Really? <laughs> it was very. Uh, Could you walk us through like your exact experience from you park in the car? You park, what happens yeah, next? So we, we parked in the car. You know, there's a little line. You walk through a door. They take your ID. It's a glass, like very secure. The guy takes your ID and scans it. Looks at you, you know, gives you back the ID, presses a button. Then the door opens. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wow. And then the door like closes behind you and it's you can't go out that way. And then everything is, you know, because of COVID, everything's glassed off, you know, everyone's wearing a mask. 
and you just walk up to um it's like your own concierge and you you know he's like hey what's up you know you know what you're looking for do you have you know they actually really expect you to know what you want yeah um, like a sativa or an indica yeah. you have to know your name yeah there, but there's so many options and i was like I was like, dude, this is my first time ever. And he's like, oh, sweet dude, you know, well, what do you, you want flour? You want this? You want a little bit of everything? <laughs> he's like, you know, if you look here, like, this is a good thing. He just started talking, dude. And I was just, it was, I didn't hear anything he was saying. <laughs> and, um, you know, he just, they have uh, menus on the wall and they tell you this, the prices, this and that, this and that. And it's very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. I felt like a kid in a candy store literally huh yeah but uh you know i picked out a few things this and that and you know we check out you could use cash or debit but not credit interesting and uh you know everything their system adds up so you can't buy more than an ounce so if you go over it's like well we could take this away and this and that and uh they put it in a bag wrap it up i was there probably for like 15 minutes you know but everyone was in and out and the cool thing about it too is you see all walks of life you see young people you see old people you see gangsters you see hippies you see people who you you, yeah like it's just it's whatever there's a cop driving by it's it's whatever (laughs) it's all good you know and um you know they after you purchase everything they seal it up in a bag and that's that you just don't open it up and you walk out and it was wild, man. It was cool. It was really cool. I feel like um, like to open up a business like that, one, you have to know your shit about it. You know, I mean, there's so much science to it, too. Like, they gave me a booklet about, like, uh, tinctures about, like, adding lemon and lavender and how... It was wild, dude. It was wild. Yeah, you get those official, like, those weed pouches yeah. that, like, zip up now. Yeah, and Sometimes dude. the plug will give you it just straight from there, but... yeah. It was it was really cool, and then um, you know, as soon as we walked out, I was just like, "Wow, man, I can't believe like that happened," <laughs> you know, because it felt so wrong. But at the same time, it was just like, it was so professional. Yeah, it was so like. I think that's a good word to use. Yeah, professional. It was very professional. And like, like your time, like you were saying that. Um, you know, you used to have to hide it. You yeah. had to go in the weirdest yeah. places to That's pick why it up. I felt the way I felt. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, this is out in the open. There's cops driving by. Like, everything's, everything's hickory like, dickory. Woo-hoo. Yeah. It's whatever, you know. I know there was one thing I read with, with Connecticut. Like, even the smell of it, you can't call the police on anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, man, I, dude, I, when I go on my walks, Dude, I smell that shit all the time, dude. There's people. Yeah, I smell it over here. I dude, smell it, especially in New York City. Like yeah, it's, it's it's just a new scent of life. Yeah, that's. I mean, no judgmental. I mean, of course you have your judgmental people being weird, but yeah. I mean, what what smells worse, cigarettes or that? I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, honestly though, I, I that's a serious question. I don't know what smells worse. What is worse? I mean, I feel like the weed is a little more potent, but the cigarettes are a little like more lingering. I don't know. Yeah you're more light and there's more carcinogens in the air like secondhand yeah. smoke's a thing like I happened to be at Foxwoods uh, this past weekend and they have that one area the smoking area yeah. and I'm just like wow this is this is awful you just put all these smokers at once yeah. like I can feel the cancer coming trying to attack you man <laughs> yeah. that, and we would just be like like a lot of cigarette smokes and then like it's 
baffling. It's bad for your lungs. But at least weed smoke is just like, I mean, not saying it's like cologne, yeah. but you know, it's way more soothing than that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. My only concern with this whole like weed thing is like like kids. But then again, it's like. It's just the same thing with cigarette smoke. You're not going to blow smoke in a kid's face. Unless you're an asshole. Exactly. And then I'm pretty sure you get punched in the face for that shit eventually. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, there's always, there's all, all these worries for it. But at the same time, I think it'll work out, you know. Yeah, of course it will. I mean, like, look at California. They're yeah. thriving. Look at Massachusetts. Look at New York. Everyone's... I wonder what the crime rates are in New York now, now since they legalized it. Yeah. I'm just curious, you know. Yeah, That may have nothing to do with it, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You never know. Just chill to the next episode. Yeah, the one real. dispensary I did go to was also in California. I went to L.A. at Inglewood, and, you know, it's pretty hood over there. Yeah. Um, but same thing. Went to – it looks sketchy, I mean, what this place is, like the environment. Give the ID – scary looking security guard looks you down and you just go in and it's just like any other store yeah it's just like oh you get your pre-rolls you could just get your flour yeah. it's cool these new type of blunt wraps they have yeah where you it has a little pouch in it's like a little hammer yeah. and you just have the ground of weed and you push it in there and it's literally a cigar it's cool man it. it's cool Things have changed. I mean, I, I think the first time I smoked was out of like a metal pipe that was bent. <laughs> oh my god! But now it's like you know, it's yeah. The first time I did it was in uh, it was college. It was at a fraternity event I was at, and yeah, yeah. look at where we are now talking about the legalizations yeah. from that. And that was cool, six years ago, and. Uh, like I said, this is this is the right thing for so many different reasons, in my opinion. And I mean, it's not going to hurt anyone. Yeah. So only will hurt the people who think it'll hurt them. Correct. 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 Yo, Louis, I was wondering, what were like some of your favorite shows you liked as a kid? Like, what was your prime period? I was watching a, uh, I, I'm watching this thing, this short documentary series on sitcoms. I mean, these are more adult ones, but um, it's really interesting to see how far the sitcom has yeah. evolved. All the new characters, the um, uh, the justices they talk about. Yeah. The so I, it's, it's just fascinating to see how far the sitcom has come. Now, I don't know if the sitcom is as big as much of an impact as it used to, though there's still great shows out there if you want to find it. But I remember, like, I associate sitcoms as a kid. Like, I feel like yeah. I grew up you know, late 90s, early 2000s, late 2000s, that's when sitcoms had a good booming period. Yeah. And, uh, like, when I see a sitcom, I, I feel like I'm a kid again. Gotcha. I was wondering what were some shows you liked as a kid. I mean, kid. I, I've always watched, like, Family Matters. <laughs> the Great Steve Urkel. Uh, Full House, I've watched. Full House, all the special messages after every episode. Yeah. Uh, is it Growing Pains that had uh, the Thick guy? Robin Thick's father was in it. Was it Gro- yeah, Alan Thicke, uh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah. You had a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I watched that. A character Home in Improvement, that. I watched. Ooh. Yeah, like when I see stuff like that, I think about me being a kid. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, I mean, like, 
I don't, the, I always watch the Kings of Queens. Everyone loves Raymond. That's only because of my parents, though, you know. But the uh, Boy Meets World, dude. Ooh, Boy Meets World. That used to be on uh, TGIF, man. They don't have TGIF anymore. They don't. But that was that was the shit, dude. You know, I was watching a random. I don't know. I was killing time on one of the. It was in the pandemic, so nothing to do. And I was like looking through Boy Meets World. It was like the alcohol episode. The first time Corey shot at alcohol for the first time. Pretty much the famous couple of Corey and Topanga. Yeah. They broke up, going to a party. And you could see him try to be drunk. Yeah. And like he was drinking, and then you hear the sitcom crowd like, "Oh, hitting a bottle of whiskey in his boy Sean." Yeah, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's so like cringy, but yet so entertaining." And just you can't just have a little butt smirk from that. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Disney Plus has all the Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think so. I think that's who has it. I like it. I think that's where I watched it too. Yeah. And what oh, was the Wonder Years? I used to watch. I watched all the Wonder Years. They're bringing Years. that back. Are they? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> with reboot, reboot I, with a I like black that family. A lot. I like that a lot. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's one of your favorite movie quotes? What's one of my favorite? Where do I start? I know um, there's a lot, but like. Ooh, this is great. You're uh, getting in my juices flowing. Um. Hmm. Movie quote. I. So, you know, there, there's, there, I put it in two categories. One, the absolutely dumb, ridiculous lines, yeah. like from Airbud. Well, nope, it doesn't say there's no line. It doesn't say there's no rule that a dog can't play basketball, <laughs> or like Happy Gilmore's "You suck, you jackass." Yeah. Or I'll, then I'll see like real deep movie lines, like Godfather is. I'll give him an offer we can't refuse. Jaws, um, we're gonna need a bigger boat. So I really split him up for that. The, the absolute ridiculous things, yeah. the oh hi mock from uh, the room, and then just like wow, like real deep ones. Yeah. Cool hand, Luke. Seems here we got failure to communicate. I'm like all over the place. Like that's one thing that I like about my love of film is that I really can enjoy the pretentious art house film, but I love a dumb movie. I really yeah. do. You know, it's one of my favorite quotes. What's that? Is shall we shag now or shall we shag later? From the great Austin <laughs> Powers. Talk about a quotable movie. I love that shit, man. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Dude, uh, what was it? They had the one character. So obviously, the spoof of Austin Powers is James Bond. Yeah. They had Pussy Galore in the James Bond, and then the Austin Powers was. A lot of vagina. Yep, yep. You know what's a funny Austin Powers line? Is uh Molly, 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 yeah. Molly, Molly. <laughs> that was uh that was one of the Savage brothers, right? Yeah, Fred yeah. Savage yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah. Dude man, did you listen to the podcast with Quinn Tarantino? Oh yes oh, I did. God, with dude. Joe Rogan. Dude. Three hours of epicness. Dude, that was awesome. You, you know what was also good if you ever listen to Mark Marin? Um, he went on his podcast too for another hour, talk about different things. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, he's right here. I got Joe Rogan there. Nice dude. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, um, I got Quentin Tarantino here. You know, of course, you have to have all the greats. Yeah, dude. I it was um, I didn't know um. So one of my one of my favorite movies is True Romance. Oh yes, great yeah, Christian so, Slater, Patricia. Um, dude, the cast is there's Brad Pitt's in it. James Gandolfini. Dude, there's so many great actors in it. Um, 
but I and I knew he was a I knew he was the writer, but yeah, just to just to hear his story about it, it's it's actually the first movie that my wife and I watched together was True Romance. Wow, what a it is a couple movie. Yeah, so I mean it was it was <laughs> very good. violent. Yeah, yeah but it was a good. Hell of a ride. And then um, just him, you know, Elvis is in it too. Like I fucking love Elvis, but that that movie was so great. What what would you say like your top five movies would be? I know that's tough to put in. <laughs> I could. I know my my all time favorite is Romeo and Juliet with Leo. I love that movie. Um, old school is up there. Oh, I love old school. Uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction is in there. True Romance. And uh, probably Biodome. I don't know if you Biodome. This Biodome. is with Pauly Shore, right? Pauly Shore and uh, <laughs> Pauly one Shore. of the Baldwin's. He's fascinating to uh, see. Like Pauly Shore, like he. Like in the '90s, he was a huge deal. He was, man. And I think he has a cult following to him. Yeah. And he's interesting on, you know, when he goes on the podcast fear and stuff. Famous mom, the comedy show, which I actually went to in LA. It was a good time. Did you? Yeah, I went to what they call the original room. Uh huh. And I saw Damon Wayans do a set. Oh, nice dude. He did forty-five minutes, and before Jesus Trejo, who I think is gonna be a big time comic, he opened for him. It was a good time. Nice dude. But to answer your question about the top five movies, so I have this. I posted this during the pandemic when I was bored. I actually made my top ten movies. And I feel this is pretty similar even to now. So I would have to say I really like Do the Right Thing, Spike's Lee's Do the Right Thing. Okay. On the Waterfront, which is a really old Marlon Brando movie, pretty much about work, standing up to the man, all that. I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a lot. Yeah. That was yeah. a good movie. Really great. I have good. a reference there. I There's right there. Um, and also, I would have to say Toy Story, really big movie. I love Toy Story. Yeah? Yeah. Toy Story was good, dude. And it never gets old. And I pro- my absolute favorite movie, Never Changes, is always The Departed. Mark Scorsese, The Departed is over there. Amazing cast, Leo, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And probably Jack Nicholson's last really great role. Yeah. And the Scorsese directing. But, you know, all of the movies, I love Pulp Fiction. I like uh, Reservoir Dog. I know going to the Tarantino sphere, yeah. but like that's my type of movie. I mean, I'm all about pop culture references. And, I mean, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I love Borat, uh, Goodfellas. I, I go on and on. But the one movie that will always stay consistent is probably The Departed. How Departed? would you answer that? How I like The Departed? Yeah. I, I've seen it like twice. I, I like it. It's not like my, um, it's not my top favorite. Mm, but it's always a good movie. It's a, yeah, it is yeah. a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a serious movie. Yes. It's very, serious. very I'm not serious. a serious guy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so but um, I mean, like, I won't lie, man. I've watched Austin Powers once a week since, like, <laughs> yeah, like, four, since in four months. I don't know why. I don't blame you. It's hilarious. I don't know hilarious. why. I just love it. I just love it. I That's just lo- <laughs> in a time where we see so many movies come back. Yeah. We have so many, you know, the next sequel 20 years later. Yeah. That has to be one. I know he's coming back with a Netflix movie, Mike Myers' first movie oh, in he? almost 12 years. Yeah. Wow, dude. He uh, hasn't been around. Yeah, the love guru killed his career. I bet, dude. That was with Jessica Alba too, right? She yeah. was in that. Tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. You want to hear a funny story about who I thought was Mike Myers? You ever seen the movie uh, Four Christmases? Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, the director of Iron Man's in it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
So Reese Witherspoon's mom is um, dating a pastor, Pastor Phil. And I'm like, man, I'm like, who the fuck is this Pastor Phil guy? He looks like Mike Myers. So I look him up, and it's it's this guy, Dwight Yoakam or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm listening to uh, Matthew McConaughey had this little podcast on uh, Spotify, I love and he played this country song called uh, "A Thousand Miles," I believe it's called. And I'm listening to it, dude. It is fucking country. It's like hillbilly country, very like, like it is. It is country. And then I look it up, and I'm like, holy fuck! It's Dwight Yoakam who sings that song. <laughs> so then I do all this research, and I'm like, dude, Dwight Yoakam was a huge country singer back in the late '80s and early '90s, and he's an actor now. And he did that small part in fucking Four Christmases. My mind was blown. This is like a week apart. So things like that really uh, resonate with me because that's like, what are the chances, dude, for me to hear something and not know the name and then for me to see the guy and I'm just like curious about him and then it's like, it's the same thing. It's just, this happened to me with uh, the song Hybrid Moments by the Misfits, which is a classic Misfits song. But the first time I ever heard that song was by Idiot Pilot. And I love that song. And it's just the tone of it. And then I hear the Misfits singing. And I'm like, wait a minute. I heard this before. And this is like when I was 16. This is recent. This is like within the last year that I like put the two together. And I'm like, dude, I heard this song before. I'm like, oh my God, this is the Idiot Pilot song. They fucking cover this song. (laughs) This is the original song that I'm listening to. It's funny how you can adapt things to different genres. You ever hear Alien 8? Alien Ant Farms Smooth, Smooth Criminal. Criminal yeah dude um, I love it I love it some re- like insane covers like That's good. completely different genres uh, um, Faith by Limp Bizkit yeah Limp Bizkit and George Michael that's a good one what do you think of Limp Bizkit oh dude I fucking love Limp Bizkit did dude, you listen to this mm-hmm. everything that's out right now all the you know the rappers pretending to be rock stars and all that that's Limp Bizkit, dude. Yeah, that, that new metal is, wave. Yeah, like Corn is another one. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. But Limp Bizkit, like, I, I don't, I don't mind them at all. I'm not ashamed to say. It. I know a lot of people don't like them. I like Limp Bizkit, but I love Limp Bizkit. I did it all for dude, the Nookie. Yeah. So you take that cookie. Keep rolling. Yeah, dude. Or right, the song called Rolling. Be rolling. There's, rolling, there's uh, in together now with Method Man. You know I song? believe End Together Net Method Man. I yeah. have to look that up, but that sounds intriguing. You see the boss cross in the stranded in the land of the lost. <laughs> Dude, it's so good, man. It's so good. I, you know, what's funny. Uh, my favorite band, the Deftones, mm-hmm. were um, were playing for MTV, and they wanted them to play at a beach. You know how they used to have like the beach and yeah. yeah, and uh, they were like, you know, we're not we're not like beach like music like yeah, that right. so they like declined it and that's when they had Limbiscuit come in oh so it's like not that they missed their mark to sell out but they were like this isn't us mm-hmm. and then that's when Limbiscuit blew up and the Deftones kind of laid low their entire careers interesting yeah, how that very, plays very, out very interesting I don't know you saw HBO's doing a documentary of Woodstock 99 oh are they dude July 23rd is when it drops There's, July 23rd yeah so they're doing a new show it's called Music Box 
if you've seen ESPN's 30 for 30, yeah. it's like the music equivalent. They're doing on HBO. Same exact creator, Bill Simmons. Nice. It's right here. Um, so they're going to do a sh- uh, Let me look it up with the other one. So the first one they're doing is Woodstock 99. Dude, Woodstock 99 was crazy. Yeah, fast. it's fascinating. I mean, so terrible how it all panned out. But it is fascinating what happened and like... You know, yeah, they had corporate um, influence yeah. on a big concert like that. Dude, they had um, I think one of the lineups was like, it was like Kid Rock, yeah, Alanis Morissette, <laughs> and then like Corn, like, yeah. and it was just it's out of this world, Weird. like the um, the different genres, you know. You had a, uh, so here this this was the Saturday night from the main stage. It went. It went, yeah, like you said, this is, this is the, this is weird. So the exact, I have it right here. They went from the Tragically Hip to Kid Rock, Wycliffe Jean, Counting Crows. Counting Crows. Jesus Christ. Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews. Atlantis Morissette. DMX? Is DMX next? No. DMX was on the, not on this night. He was at the show. He performed according to this he wound up performing wow I can't why can't I find he did um cause there, there's that famous clip of him you know I can't hear y'all I can't hear y'all. doing Rough Riders theme I love that shit dude wow they, they do not have, it's de- okay he performed he wound up performing the Friday so this is the Saturday the Friday went before I go into more the Friday went Cheryl Crow live Cheryl Crow DMX The Offspring Corn and then Bush, dude, that's ridiculous. That Could was you a Friday show. Seeing that lineup, I love the Offspring. <laughs> you know what they should have done? I know Bush was really big back in the day, but Corn mm-hmm. should have fucking headlined that shit. Yeah, Corn opened up for yeah. Bush technically. Yeah, but the the Saturday one went from Limp Biscuit to Rage Against the Machine, and they all they opened up for Metallica to close it out. Damn. And then the Saturday, the Saturday, this one's weird. Saturday, the Sunday went Elvis Costello. Jewel, Creed, and then they open for the Chili Peppers who close it out. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Creed. Creed. Are you someone who's like, Creed is a, a corny, sucky band? You know, <laughs> like a Nickelback? The one thing, and I'll give Creed credit, I like Creed, you know, they're like, one of their albums, Can I Take You Higher? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> They had Robbie Krieger of the the Doors play with them. Oh, really? Here. That's cool. The bass player, dude. Uh, Fred Durst was talking shit about Creed, <laughs> and then the lead singer of Creed was like, "Let's fight. <laughs> like, let's let's duke it out. Yeah, like why if not? you wanna if you wanna talk, let's. I'll do the walk. Let's you know. And then Fred was like, "Nah, I'm good." And it's like, "Well, shut the fuck up, then." So I like that about Creed. I like that he was down to like throw down. I always like that. I think he's still doing some shit, man. I don't know if he's like some Christian type of rock music now, but I know he's still um he's still making songs. I don't follow him, but I I looked him up on Instagram because I was just curious, you know. But I know he's still around. I know he's still around. Yeah, the uh, back to the um the music box series. Though yeah. so they're gonna do the first one. It's gonna be uh um. Yeah, Woodstock, about that story. It says here, the copy says, tells the story of Woodstock 99, a music festival promoted to echo unity and counterculture idealisms of the original 1969 concert, but instead devolved into riots, looting, and sexual assaults. Directed by Garrett Price, 
who did Love and Untasha documentary pre- premieres on July 23rd. So the other, if you want, they're really quick if you, I can read to you. Yeah. The next one is Jaggered, which is about Alanis Morissette, documentary on Alanis Morissette. So it's an intimate exploration of Alanis Morissette and her groundbreaking album, Jaggered Little Pill. Hmm. Did you like that album? I like Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. I like her. The next one, DMX, a film with rare access to the late rapper after his release from prison, a portrait of a man struggling with addiction, fame, and his inner demons in the final years of his life. Number, the next one, a documentary on Kenny G. Kenny G. An examination of the most popular instrumentalist of all time and why he is polarizing to so many. How do you feel about Kenny G? What comes to mind when you hear Kenny G? I think of ele- elevator music, dude. <laughs> he is the most famous instrumentalist. To, yeah. In fact, really, next yeah. to like, the, if you want to go back to the jazz age, but I, I think he has a, I think he has like a world record of like the longest note held. I think it's for like hours. Like he like I'm gonna did Google that right now. Yeah. Like I I think he what did he play the flute or saxophone? He yeah, played, he played the alto sax. Okay. So I think he like held a note like It says it right here. 45 minutes and 47 seconds. That's a long time, dude. That's a that's a lot of sucking and blowing. But somebody took it over Femi Cutie took it over at 4638. Is that a trick or a dude? Um, me quick. Femi Cutie, assuming I'm uh, saying the name right, is a man. Oh, all right. Nigerian musician. Yeah. And then the last two, Mr. Saturday Night, the untold story of Robert Stingwood, how he ampered the disco era. Hmm. Like his claim to fame was he owned both the record rights to a lot of disco artists, Bee Gees and stuff, but he also owned the movie soundtrack so just cash on cash on cash and the last one is one about juice world you know the rapper juice world yeah i've um i heard of him man but he's somebody who really passed away sadly only 22 but he really was able to combine you know yeah both rock and uh rap but i think successfully a lot of people like him to this day and it's it's, gone too soon it's sad when musicians die that young yeah do you remember I'm sorry, you were saying? No, go ahead. I was like, do you remember the most... Which musician's death affected you the most? Michael Jackson, probably. Yeah, I remember that day. Dude, I was at... um, I was at... uh, A Live at Five in Stanford. Really? Yeah. Were people like, oh my God! Yeah, people were crying and shit. And then the sad thing was... The next time I went to a live at five, I saw Sugar Ray mm-hmm. and Chester fucking died from Lincoln Park. Oh man! And I was like, dude, I don't know if I should go to these fucking. Things. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> hey, you said it. Yeah, that, that's a that's it's so that was a sad day. I remember that too. But it uh, was cool to see Sugar Ray, man. Sugar Ray was cool. I remember when Michael Jackson died. I was at a graduation party oh well not graduation it was a eighth grade promotion party yeah. and i was the dj and i put michael jackson songs on that very morning nice. like we have the thriller album this was before i can just get it off spotify and that's how i got my music i would go to the library mm-hmm. i'd literally take out 40 cds nice. i remember one time i literally it was literally the most I ever did was 53 and i was like did anyone has anyone ever done this much and the librarian was so annoyed he said nope I'm like okay, <laughs> help my iPod iPod at the time. So who cares? <laughs> Dude, Michael Jackson was awesome. Yeah, um, he has so many good songs. I know the whole like thing with the molesting kids or whatever, but like, 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I've seen, like, the documentaries, and it's like, you know, I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying he was a good musician. Yeah. He's a good dancer. That, uh, This Is It. I don't know if you ever seen This Is It. That was going to be phenomenal, dude. It's so sad that we they never got to see Imagine you got to say yeah, that man. you went to that show out in London yeah. and stuff. And the, the most, I felt bad for the for his the people that were around him yeah. for that show. Because they all were like, I want to dance with Michael Jackson. Like, How can you, you, you know? there's no one bigger to dance with yeah. than pop music. And Literally then it's nobody. just like, you know, he dies and it's like, it's all over. But yeah. uh, it was it was a good one. I love that one. Great documentary. Yeah. What's your favorite music documentary? You know, I was looking at this list. There was a lot of ones about these bands that I personally never heard of. And like, obviously, you're aficionado. Uh, we can look it up right after. Like, there is these bands, like some really dark subjects, like bands breaking up and fighting. I really can't think, and I can't play it because I'll get kicked off YouTube from it. But um, um, uh, you ever see? You know the Talking Heads? I know the Talking Heads. There's Stop Making Sense. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome music. Yeah. It's what happens is pretty much it starts out with one guy, the main David Byrne, and he just brings his bass player on, then his drummer, and then he brings a person on every song and the band grows and it's just so epic. Oh, that's pretty cool. He's the guy that um the talking heads what's the song that they sing? Burning down the house is popular. Burning down and uh, what's another one? There's a Once in a Lifetime's big there's a psycho killer psycho killer that's the one i'm talking about yeah he used to wear like the like the shoulder he had like shoulder pads yeah like weird dances yeah dude that's amazing cool. musician yeah that's awesome i like the talking heads me too yeah dude i haven't i'm trying to think of like a documentary on music and uh, nothing's really coming to mind you know what's a good rattle and hum from youtube it's a good one yeah um, like, uh, I seen the Food Fighters one that one was really good yeah they had the new one they had the first concert Master Square Garden post pandemic oh really they're releasing a doc That's on cool. that what the drummer was uh, the drummer from uh, Alanis Morissette yeah Taylor Hawkins he's yeah. the drummer of uh, yeah Food Fighters you know I was talking with someone about how Dave Grohl is like the last mainstream major rock star in a way like on a mainstream level yeah. you know yeah. Like, I wonder that response. He probably realizes that. Like, I, I feel like a majority of people have heard of the name David Grohl, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, he was, you know, Nirvana for one. Yeah. For even him to bounce from there, from Nirvana to Foo Fighters is his His career could have amazing. been done right there. He yeah. could have just rolled it out like Chris Novoselic seems yeah. to. I know he's became like a politician or something, but. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. You know, uh, Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Of course. I'm uh, I'm not that big of a fan. I don't know if you remember, but he he said like a couple years ago was talking trash to Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And then Eminem destroyed him, mm-hmm. and then took a year hiatus, and then now he's like doing like punk pop music. Mm-hmm. I don't like it's that not shit, the bro. Same. Yeah, I don't man. like that. He should have started out as one. Yeah, it's good though. Like it's good for him. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, I could see, like, all these teeny boppers liking it and all that. And, you know, Travis Barker is all into it, this and that. But I just I just think Travis Barker, like, he just wants to collab with... He collabs with so many people. He did Post Malone. They did a uh, that, yeah. that Nirvana covers yeah. Uh, yeah. concert. Those were pretty good. Yeah. I love, I love Travis Barker, but I'm not a fan of uh, MGK. Just because, like, you know, it's kind of like the whole, um, you know, he was a rapper. And then now he's, like, some 
rock star, like punk pop punk rock star. Yeah, make it does, doesn't make sense to me, man. I don't dig it. I don't dig it. Good for him, though. He's making money. Nice and, work if you can get it, right? And he's having sex with Megan Fox. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, man. I'm just saying. He's only like 28. She's like, she's up there. Hey, 35, but, hey, 38. If you could win her a heart. I don't blame you, you know? Money talks, bro. All right? <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Man, we've been killing for an hour and a half, Louie. Nice, bro. It's been a great time. It's been really epic. Yeah, for sure. If we could just do one last thing to trap it off. So you did the price questionnaire the first time. Now I do a second version of that that I wrote, wrote, uh, that I wrote myself. Okay. This time it's 11 questions. Same thing, short but deep questions. You ready for it? Let's do it. Proust questionnaire number two. All right, my first question in the second Proust questionnaire that I created is, what is your idea of pure happiness? Ah, uh, pure happiness. I would say like looking out to the water, like the ocean, and then looking next to the person next to you, and then just saying, this is good. This is good. No complaints on that, I hear you. Yeah, I think that's pure happiness. What is your greatest fear? Um, oy, oy, oy. Right now, my greatest fear, it's not feeling, because I, I, feel, I feel a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't know, for things not to work out, you know, just things not to work out. Hear that? What is your greatest extravagance? So what's the most money you ever spent on something? Whether dumb or whatever. The most money you ever spent on something? We're looking more for something like silly dumb. Like if you spent $16,000 on the strip club, oh. which somebody once said or something like that. Like your best extravagance where you just had the money, you had to get this thing whether it meant something or not, but you just had to get it. What was that extravagance? Dude, I don't, it's hard to say, man. I'm a pretty cheap person. <laughs> I don't think I spent more than, more than like uh, 300 bucks on something that I like. <laughs> so I, it's hard to say. I would say like a musical instrument, maybe like a guitar, but I was like 400 bucks. So I, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, the shoes I'm wearing right now are 40 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I got this shirt for free, folks, you know? So I don't, it's hard to say. I say a music, music instrument, a guitar. All right, we'll take that. What is something you learned from a past relationship or fling or hookup? Oof. Or your past? I would say broken hearts are not forgiven. Okay. Good answer right there. Broken hearts are not forgiven. What was your greatest, or should I say, who was your greatest teacher or professor? I would say Dr. Kissel. He was uh, my AP one and two professor in college. And he just made it, he, he was against the man you know those are the best type yeah and he just you know he swore a lot but he made a lot of sense and he was just like you know 
he's like, technically, all this shit you're learning, you're not going to need to know, but we'll <laughs> we'll touch it, you know. So I, that's I'll don't say you like him. that honesty? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. What word or phrases do you you do you most overuse? Um, probably fuck this. I would say. Because anything that's, like, gone wrong or, like, surprising or I'm just like, fuck this. I don't know. I would say fuck this. Look at that. Good answer. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? Um, I wish I was a little bit taller. Mm. I'm standing five, seven and a half. I would like to see that six one. <laughs> <laughs> I, my next question is if you which histor, uh, excuse me which historical figure or movie or TV character do you identify with the most oh my god hell yeah this is hard identify with the most either historical figure or movie or TV character. Uh, probably um, Doyle from Biodome. Doyle from Biodome. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's probably... <laughs> hey, we'll take it. What, what do you value the most in your friends? Um... Probably just our um, our understanding, I would say. Like you know, I have a friend who we spoke we speak almost every day, and it's just dumb shit, you know. So just understanding of where we're coming from, or if I say something and his you know eyes light up and it's like, oh, you understood like what I meant. Just like I guess just understanding, being non-judgmental. Good answer, good answer. And my last question for today, Louie, is what is your motto? Uh, do what makes you happy, just don't hurt other people in doing it. What a great way to end the show. That's the great Louie, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Thank you for starting this trend again of people coming back in the yeah. studio. And uh, we love you, man. Thank you so much. And you stay well, my friend. And uh, like I said, that's the great Louie. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Have a great night, Louie. You too, man. Thanks for having me. That's my great friend, Louie, everybody. Thank you for making the 99 show a real special one. We appreciate you, my friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. So the Yankees are doing well. Football is almost here. It is hot and scorching, but we stay cool one way or the other. 
Lots of things to be happy and appreciative for as we head into another summer weekend. The days of summer are winding down, but we are getting closer and closer to the beautiful season, Noah's fall. So let's make sure we get ready for the fall and do the right thing and keep making these big moves. I hope you all have a wonderful, special weekend. And when we're back on Monday, we're going to have the 100th podcast of this show. 100 show number 100 is this monday and you do not want to miss it and thank you for all the greatest listeners and fans in the world for getting us to the 100th show and we will have a lot to reflect on then have a great guest to speak with and have fun and all in all we stay productive we keep informing entertaining and inspiring you Again, the greatest listeners and fans in the world who I call the productive universe. We appreciate you all in the productive universe. We're going to keep growing and go rowing from there. All right, everybody. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I hope you all have a wonderful, special weekend. And we will see you on Monday with show number 100. All right, everybody. Enjoy it. Peace.